Proverbs chapter 3, verses 9 and 10. Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the firstfruits of all your produce. Then your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will be bursting with wine. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. All right, Thomas. Will. We're out of Hebrews. And now we are, so we've been doing this stewardship series That's at right. church. Yeah. And really looking at stewardship through the lens of the three pillars that we hold to as a church, which is gospel, kingdom, and mission. We want to preach the gospel. We want to build God's kingdom, and we want to live on mission. And so over the next few days, we're looking at passages that really reinforce this idea that we are called to be good stewards of what the Lord gives us. And so today we're in Proverbs 3, very well-known passage. Um, You know, a lot of us probably know Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. All your ways acknowledge him, and he'll make straight your paths. So this is just a little bit down. Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first first fruits of all your produce. Your barns will be filled with plenty. Your vats will be bursting with wine. Lots of farm imagery. Thomas, you have a barn. So yeah. what, what are your thoughts well, on this barny passage? I'm kind of the right person to speak on this yeah, since we yeah. have a barn. Are your barns filled with plenty? Um, you would not believe the wine cellar in our barn. <laughs> I thought that was a grape juice I started cellar. tithing and I went in there and I was like, whoa. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Let's just go ahead and, and let the, let's just the elephant in the room. This is Proverbs, and yep. in Proverbs we see um, we see things that often happen when we obey. Mm-hmm. They are not direct promises of what will happen when we obey in all times and all circumstances. Mm. So you could read this verse and say, if I give God some money, he's going to give me a bunch more. Mm-hmm. We want to be very careful to read this correctly. Um, and yet at the same time, the principle of generosity to the Lord is true. The Lord honors people who are generous, who are cheerful givers. The Lord honors when you give him from your first fruits, the, the first of your income. The Lord definitely honors that. But to say that <clears throat> you're going to become rich is actually a very common teaching all across the world, especially in impoverished areas. And some people have really been duped and taken advantage of because they've they've fallen prey to that. So mm-hmm. we want to just be careful to just get that cat out of the bag and uh, and just say, hey, this this is a truth of the Lord does honor, but it's not a promise that you're going to get like filthy rich because you tithe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's not even the motive. Yeah. We just finished in Hebrews about honor the Lord, um, you know, with your wealth by not by being content yeah. with your wages. Yeah. Uh, and so <clears throat> anyway, it's just good to see scripture in, in the whole that it is um, the whole counsel of God. So the idea here, honor the Lord with your wealth. Do you know what the word honor means? I like, I like etymology. Thomas, what does the word honor mean? The word honor means to be heavy. Mm. Not what you thought, huh? Not what I thought. <laughs> no, no. So, so there's this like weightedness, to how much I honor the Lord and it needs to be heavy. Yeah. I need to, I need to like tip the scales Mm. in my, in this case, generosity to the Lord. Mm -hmm. 
That's a really cool thought. Yeah, that is a cool thought. That that helps me start asking questions like, wait, is that paycheck that I got my paycheck, or is it God's that He's entrusting to me? Mm-hmm. Um, it starts helping you ask questions like that. The first fruits. Mm-hmm. You know, did you did you grow up in a in a give God ten percent or a tithing family? Yeah. So what did your parents teach you about first fruits? Um, is that a trick question? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like if you got an allowance, like a dollar bill, what, yeah. what would they, how, how did that go down when they were teaching you to give? Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess the, uh, uh I hope my parents don't, aren't like shaking their heads because I do know what they taught me about giving and generosity, yeah, yeah. but I'm trying to think of how to respond to the first fruits. I guess what we were taught growing up is that giving is the first order of business when we receive. Exactly. And, and so that was kind of like the first fruits was, that is was first fruits. before. And, and, you know, I know that like different people have different convictions about this, but I was taught growing up, like what you tithe off your salary is, you know, pre-tax. Uh, you know, it, it is like the first fruit. Yeah. Like it is the fullness. It is of, gross. It is not net. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking about. And that, that's how I was I was taught too. And I just think, man, I'm so glad I was taught that early because as you get older and more than likely as your paychecks increase, yeah, it would be, I have like great sympathy for people that come to faith and didn't grow up necessarily in Christian family, come to faith later in life. And then they're like, what are you talking about? I'm supposed to get, yeah. <laughs> they read verses like this. It's very helpful to be raised in that type of environment where you realize this is God's money. He's entrusted it to me. And I'm going to give cheerfully as I get paid back to the Lord. Absolutely. And there is something to like this faith moment of, okay, Lord, I've entrusted this to you. It's your, you've entrusted it to me. I've given it back to you and you're going to take care of me. Yeah. You know, another thing is the act of giving to the Lord Mm. is a holistic effort and, and you yeah, know uh, i actually treasures. providentially read in my uh, time in the word this morning I'm, I'm in luke 21 and um people who've been listening for a while are probably like man that guy's crawling through luke uh, <laughs> which i am and it's awesome but anyways i i was reading luke 21 which is has a really famous widow's offering passage and jesus he, he sees the rich putting their gifts into the offering box at the temple, and then he sees a poor widow putting in two small coins. He says, truly, mm-hmm. I tell you, this poor widow has put in more than all of them, for they all contributed mm-hmm. out of their abundance, but she, out of her poverty, put in all she had to live on. And, you know, I, I think one of the great dangers of just taking out of context this idea of honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruits of all your produce we kind of compartmentalize that as a to-do list item. That's right. It's like, okay, I'll just give God the first, and I'm, I'm so guilty of this, but I'll just give God the first 10% and then everything after that. Whatever I want to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like, all right, God, here's your thing. Now I'm going to go. Well, to, to defend you just a little bit, people have said those things while preaching before. Yeah, yeah. You got 90% to do whatever you want with. Yeah. Like people have said that. Just and- 10. Yeah. And that's just blatantly not true. And, you know, I think that is something that we have to be careful of because we are an affluent church in an affluent city. And the truth is, is, you know, a lot of us can give a decent amount of money and not really hurt and Mm -hmm. not really notice that it's not there. That's right. 
And so we can think that we're fulfilling Proverbs 3, 9, and Christ looks on and is just thoroughly unimpressed. And, you know, there's this idea that, you know, one of the, another good piece of, of wisdom that I am really grateful I was taught early on is to give when you don't have money. Mm. Because, you know, logic, our logic would say, you know, it's easier to give money when you have a lot of it. So just, you know, when you're, when you're starting out, when you're trying to build up your net worth or whatever, you know, just focus on investing in that. And then as you get more established, you can start giving. Yeah. But I, I think it's blatantly pretty obvious that the more money you get, if you do not start out with a posture of all I have is the Lord's, yeah. the more money you get, the more greedy you get, the harder it is to let go of. And so this idea of honor the Lord with your wealth mm-hmm. does not start when you're wealthy, but it's this holistic thing. And it, right. it trickles down <clears throat> from verse five, which I read earlier, trust in the Lord with all your right. heart. That's not right. lean on your own understanding in all your ways. Acknowledge him. Do you hear how all encompassing that is? All your heart, all your ways. That's right. No, it, no room for there's not there's no room for self. Exactly. And the thing about self is self's kind of a downer. Mm-hmm. Like we yep. we we know all the way back to the garden, self doesn't do great. Yeah. Self needs a little guidance. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I I think you're you're spot on with the it's it's not just the the 10 or more whatever percent you give to the lord hopefully it's you know it's 10 and climbing um because there's just something beautiful about that you're, there's a freedom for you in that there's yeah. a freedom for me in that yeah um but it's your it's not just your your treasure it's your time your talents as you just said and i do think while you may not become this like filthy rich person because you gave to the lord i do think verse 10 still happens Mm-hmm. Your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will be bursting with wine. Now, what does wine do in the Old Testament? It's told, it, it said that it gladdens the heart. Yeah. Okay. This is like a little cheat. We're not in Matthew, <laughs> but you know that weird part in Matthew chapter six, where Jesus is the, I think it's chapter six, the Sermon on the Mount, where um, Jesus says, you can't love both God and money. You'll hate one. You'll love the other. Um, the eye is the lamp into the soul. And if the eye is... Uh, good the whole body is good and if the eye is bad the whole body will be bad mm-hmm. and you're like what does that even mean and why is that talking why is that in the money section yeah there's this hebrew idiom and they used to say that guy's got a bad eye mm. or they would say that guy's got a good eye do you know what bad and good is what is what is it generous and stingy hmm. bad a bad eye they called that a stingy person and Jesus said, a stingy person, the whole body is bad. Mm. But a good eye, a generous person, their whole body is full of light. Mm. Yeah. There's something beautiful and freeing with the generous person. Mm-hmm. And the generous person in the Lord, even more so. Absolutely. Absolutely. Man. Well, a great word from Proverbs 3 and um, we do hope that you are following along in our stewardship series. Uh, for Thomas Nelson, this is Will Carlisle. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. 
I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for Our Daily Rhythm.